Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, author of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Black Spire and Phasma, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. You're listening to the Living Force. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini podcast. All systems have been alerted to your presence, sir. Episode 29, Legends Palooza. This week, Jared and Freddie from the Legends Look Back podcast join the Living Force to talk about their new show and the Legends folks they love most. Permission to jump in the next week and blow something up? Here are your hosts. You got a name? Eric Eilerson and Dr. Corey Helton. Going live in three, two, one, and now. It's just fun because like every time there's a countdown, it feels like it's a new thing. It's exciting. It's like Times Square, but it's in my living room and I'm only slightly warm. Yeah, we do a lot of countdowns for some reason. We're just we're, we're doing a lot of a lot of countdowns. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> a plus content makes everything better, so that I can continue to sit in my chair in the exact same position I was in before the countdown. Right, that's right. It's a, it's a Star Wars thing. We love our numbers, man. I mean, we're gonna be going to movies that have no numbers and only titles, and the fan base is gonna explode. I don't even know what that's gonna be like. I don't know what that's going to be like. Period at of all. going to movies after the this huge ordeal of the saga films finally coming to an end, and yet sooner or later we're still going to have more Star Wars movies. You know, you would think, but you know what else we're going to have? More episodes of the Living Force podcast. This is episode 29. Welcome in, one and all. Welcome to our live viewers on both Facebook and the YouTubes. And welcome to you all listening either on Thursday on Patreon or Friday on your regular podcast streams. Thank you for tuning in. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and with me today is, as always, one of the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. Hello. And an awesome surprise guest. That's not a surprise, because you've heard his voice, and you probably saw it in the title. It is one of the hosts of Legends Look Back, a Utini podcast, Jared Mays. Hello there. Welcome. That's nice to hear. Isn't it, though? Got a whole two episodes in the can. Official podcast. Killing it on there. Later on in the show, we are going to have your other uh, host, Freddie C., who is currently driving home in beautiful, sunny Orange County. But until that happens, we're going to try to direct this ship as best we can. So, on this episode, we are all about legends. Yes, two episodes in, we are already stealing all of Jared and Freddie's thunder for our own show because we realize it's a superior <laughs> product. You can try, Eric. <laughs> And try, we will, my friend. Uh, later on in this show, we're going to go over some of our favorite stuff. We're going to tell you guys a little bit about Legends Look Back, if you haven't heard about it already, on the Patreon. But before that, a little bit of business. Guys, this was a cool week for Patreon. I gotta say, ever since we launched that, we've been talking about it an exhaustive amount. But we've also been having a pretty good time, and we wanted to highlight a couple new patrons. One, Dominic Dawson joined us in the Eugenie family, so welcome to you. We what super guy. appreciate your support. What a guy. So cool. So cool. Personal connection, if you will. Something like yeah. that. So welcome, Don. We're lovely to have you. And secondly, as we were recording last Monday, if you were in the aftermath <laughs> <laughs> after show, which uh, stay tuned after this episode if you'd like to join us there, we found out that our very own Patrick Ortiz, who's a longtime Utini supporter, a longtime friend of ours, joined our Jedi High Council on Patreon. Yeah, he did. It's the highest tier we have on Patreon, and I, like, flipped out. Like, the <laughs> in the Aftermath show, Charles was so adept to point out that 
the first aftermath show we do literally opens with me screaming into the mic, holy effing shit. Patrick <laughs> just became a $40 patient subscriber. Oh no. Now we have to do stuff. And that's exactly. basically how we kicked off the after show. And it was great. If he keeps yeah. this up for too long, he'll be the new CEO of Utini. That's oh, right. Easily. Easily. That's right. Uh, well, he does kind of get that power a little bit. That's one of the cool features of uh, that tier is they get to sort of direct um, some of our decision making on the website. So, absolutely, Patrick, he could be like he could be the PO is are his uh, initials. He could be like the CPO. I love mm. it. The Chief Patrick Officer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the Chief Patrick Ortiz Officer. Might as well yes. rename uh, the rename the tier. I am the Senate. <laughs> that's right. So thank you, Patrick, truly for your for your support. It it means the absolute world. And we'll go into a bunch more Patreon stuff later on at the end of the show. A couple more updates uh, about Utini, the site itself, utini.com, if you haven't been there. We have a couple new reading collections that got published this week. Number one, the Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One collection, fully got pushed. We mentioned it last week a little bit. It was still in kind of the draft stages, but it is there. So if you're watching some Clone Wars, you want some more great Anakin in your life, Head on over to that Anakin Skywalker collection. You're going to get all stuff Anakin. Now, this is not to be confused with the Darth Vader collection, which we also, I believe, have. We do. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, Jared, okay. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so we do have a, a Vader collection if you want some evil badness. But if you want some love-struck, uh, very conflicted, chosen one badassery, the Anakin Skywalker collection is for you. And we also have who maybe should have been his master, the Qui-Gon Jinn collection. Mm, I can't wait. I was pondering yesterday on um, on Qui-Gon and Master and Apprentice and just how much I loved that book. And, like, uh, we're going to come back around to this Resistance, Resistance Reborn because I've been reading that lately, and I really like this book too. And just randomly I had the thought, what is my favorite book in canon? And it might actually be Resist or uh, uh, Master ooh, Apprentice. Ooh, it look at that might slip. actually be uh, <laughs> slipped. Oh Lord, oh Lord. It might actually be Master and Apprentice. <clears throat> it's yeah, so good. It's tremendous. So yeah. good. Yeah, that uh, Qui Gon collection, you know, hey, would have been okay before we had Master and Apprentice, but once we had that, it was like, All right, we got a clear number one slot here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Master and Apprentice is one of those books that, like, I remember where I was when I was reading it. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, it, it was such a time of my life. So, yeah, I flew through it. I think, I think I read the entire book in one sitting, if I you remember did. correctly. Yes. And I, I, I messaged you guys at 3 a.m. and I was like, <laughs> I just finished this book. I couldn't put it down. It was unbelievable. I was in the middle yeah. of that when I joined the team at Utini. So, it holds a special place in my, my mm. fandom heart. Oh, man. That's, mm, that's beautiful. Better than so Queen's Shadow, which would have been just a couple of weeks earlier. Don't say that <laughs> name on this show. It's gonna Plummet, it. there goes our bit rate. The internet's down. <laughs> it's over, guys. We lost Freddy, too. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> All right, so in addition to those two collections, we got uh, three articles, um, or two articles that went up, and then one announcement I want to just kind of go over. Number one, we have a little special review that I threw up last week, which is the Star Wars The Ultimate Pop-Up Galaxy review. Um, the folks that made that were... were Kind enough to send me a copy of that. And, guys, it's crazy. I don't know if you've seen these um, pop-up books that Inside Editions does, but they're, like, these epic-scale pop-ups. And I, I wrote up a review about it. You can use, like, a normal pop-up, but you can also spread it out so you see, like, all eight current films have their own little diorama. And you can pull – it's it's very invested, very involved. 
So if you're looking for some holiday shopping especially, highly recommend. Go check out what I wrote about that. If it sounds like something you want, go ahead and pick that up. But all, more... How, how, how big is it? Um, I mean, the whole thing could fit on, like, a dining room table if you actually, like, spread it all the way out. Like, it's oh, wow. Massive. So it, it is one of those books that... It's thick. Okay. Yeah. Really? Is it, like, this thick? Is it, like, this big? My yeah. camera's over here. Actually, here. <laughs> v- vamp for a second. How big was vamp. that, Corey? What are we talking about? One of these... One of these no, no, no. Just the book. <laughs> one of these days, uh, I'm looking forward to actually being able to get one of these pop-up books. I've got a... An 18-month-old. Oh, snap. And she would just tear those pages out if I had it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're on the video right now, this is the size of the pop-up when it's just, just, you know, condensed. And I actually did write in my review. You said if you have a little one, maybe not around this one as much as you'd think because there's a lot of – because of the intricacy of the crafting, it's pretty delicate with some of the pages. So I found myself accidentally ripping some things, even just opening it myself. So uh, if you have some younglings, maybe spoil the surprise for yourself. Open it up before you show it to them. Make sure you pull everything. Make sure it's all unstuck. And then I'm sure totally. you'll have a blast. Yeah, so they, they had these at Celebration, and it blew me away. I, I think I actually might have sent you guys some pictures of mm-hmm. – um, they didn't have any Star Wars ones, though, I don't think, actually, funny enough. I think they said that one was coming at yeah, Celebration. Yeah, they had Harry Potter, I think I heard. Yes, they had Harry Potter, and the Harry Potter pop-up books were unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. like they, seriously, like you, you open it up, and it like folds in like 10 different directions, and there's all these little doors you can open, and it's three-dimensional. It's really flipping crazy. Like It's like an adult pop-up book, honestly. Yep. So many exactly Easter eggs what in happened there. here. Yeah, it's so. I can't cool. wait. To, I can't wait to see that. I uh, did, did they send you that for free, Eric? They did. Uh, the guys at Inside Editions. Um, I, I shot them an email and they they showed them their site. They loved what we did. They loved That's our crazy. review structure awesome. and they're like, absolutely. So I think they're going to be incredible. sending me. A couple other oh. things as well, because they do the manuals like for the Falcon and the TIE oh, Fighter. Oh, wow, and stuff. that's fantastic. That's so fantastic. there's one thing that can be posted. said about you, Eric. It's that you hustle. That's you know, right. I do try. You get it done. Be- because you do a good I- job with it, too. What I don't do is uh, make money. So, <laughs> but how books. much? How, how much do they cost, Eric? Do you know? Uh, these ones, I believe, are on Amazon are somewhere between fifty and sixty. Okay, I they're really pricey. They're pricey. I mean, they're but pricey. I, might, I, I think I have to have it. I think it's I a do. lot of. It's so much work went into it, and that's the thing. Like, I haven't seen a pop up book in yeah. you know other than stuff in like a preschool for forever, and these things are really artistic. I mean, the, the way that they're done is really mind blowing. And I put a couple of pictures in my review too, so you can see. One of the pages that's open, and then you can see kind of a, a top-down view that they had from their site of the entire thing um, opened up. I'll have to check that so, out. So, huge recommendation. And speaking of huge recommendations, last week, the embargo lifted for the aforementioned Resistance Reborn. And I did post my review, no spoilers, here at Utini. We do wait 10 days after a book's official release to post a spoiler review. But I did post my first impressions and since that book, as of this recording, is coming out tomorrow, I'm assuming a lot of our people viewing right now have already uh, picked it up. Uh, if you're listening to it right now, you may already be done with it because, guys, this book is fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, um, okay, so we, we talked about it like for like two seconds before the show, yeah. and oh my god, guys, Resistance Reborn is up there with like – best books in canon so yeah. far like i'm not done with it eric you finished it i'm I about did. 65 70 through it and it is so unbelievably good rebecca what's it roan roan horse? horse yeah roan horse yeah rebecca roan horse 
like perfectly gets all the main characters. Um, I didn't realize how important this book is going to be for the rise of Skywalker. Like this book is like, like catalyst. Did you guys read catalyst? This book is like catalyst to rogue one. Like it's Mm -hmm. the prequel to the movie. It's really important stuff. Like characters Mm -hmm. that are going to be in the movie are introduced in this. Like you have to read this book before seeing the rise of Skywalker. It's, it's so unbelievably good. And if you're only and listening are... on audio and instead of watching the video, you can't see the huge smile on Corey's face as he's talking oh, man. about this I'm like, book. I'm so like, guys, this is like why the expanded universe was originally good. Like back in the day with, with legends is because it truly expanded on the films. And we haven't touched that in, in Canon, like at all, honestly, like, no. like we don't, we haven't gotten anything main characters other than these tiny little bitty short stories that right. don't really have to do with anything. And this is like important stuff about the resistance and the first order. Mm-hmm. And, like big huge stuff about all of our main characters. Princess Leia's got a ton of stuff in it. Like it's 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 a big deal. Like I honestly didn't know that it was gonna be as big as it is and it's it's huge. You have to read it. Yeah. And the amount of characters from other EU specifically canon books yes. and comics that oh show up gosh. is mind blowing. Like the fact it that is. she pulled all this in for a first time Star Wars author, which shouldn't surprise me because she's a great writer. But like my God, it's it's, it's right. it feels like her tenth book. She's like she clearly did a ton of research to do this. Like it's already talked about stuff that was in Bloodline that's turning out to be a really major plot mm-hmm. points. Yep. Like there's um, there's stuff from uh, the Poe Dameron comic that's in there. That's huge, like huge. it's a ton of stuff. Oh my gosh, I cannot okay, believe how much me. it touches I'll be, other I'll stuff. be reading it tomorrow. <laughs> you, you you have to as read if it, it wasn't tomorrow. pre-ordered like six months ago. Come on, I, I know it's just it's just I'm just so jacked up about it. It just cannot yeah. believe like how important. I just can't use another word. It's so important for the saga. I think and um, you got to read it. If you haven't picked it up, you're crazy. You got to pick it up. Yeah. Like now. and if you have it for some reason and you're listening to the show and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been away for a bit. Head over to utini.com. Use our Amazon affiliate. Shoot us a little bit. Uh, to get that book, you beat me you are to not it. Eric. Be disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm always hustling. What can I say? It's about to say the same thing. I've got a really right. big presentation for grad school tomorrow, and uh, once that's over, the rest of the day is just Resistance Reborn for me. Yes, that's well, the best. I know. Good luck not finishing in one <laughs> sitting because it will go that fast. That's All right, now real real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends in the chat. Um, our producer Wes is actually in there right now. He's with us for this show. He's been chatting along with you guys, and I see we got some awesome friends of ours in there. We got Patrick Ortiz himself is in there, Adam Dyson coming in from Australia, Meg Dowell, Rural Farm Boy, Carl's in there, uh, Charles actually is in there right now, our Charles buddy Dr. Charles on rotation. Oh, nice. He said he's saying hi between patients in the ED. Uh, Wes, you should say hello. I've got you. You should, you should be able to say in now. This yeah! is the infamous Wes, the uh, sort of our community manager. He's sort of acting as a producer for the show. A little peek behind the curtain. What's up, man? Tweets. <laughs> the only yeah. one with a thicker southern accent than me. And real <laughs> fun, of course. Exactly. Oh, it's so fantastic. Oh, and Juliana's in our chat as well. I meant to give her a shout-out. So just want to say hey to everybody in there. Thank you for always checking and watching us. Wes, thank you for killing it on this this show so far, I feel like we're going good. We're going to keep on, keep on keeping on because we have a couple more things to get to before our big break. We'll get Freddy in here afterwards. We'll dive into some Legends talk. But we got a couple site reviews we wanted to highlight. We try to highlight as many of those each week as we can because I know we sound like broken records, but the community of Utini is really what keeps us going, frankly. And 
it means the absolute world for us. So we got a couple site reviews. One was on Death Troopers from Ross G, friend of the show. Great Twitter presence. Love you, Ross. Uh, he gave Death Troopers a 2 out of 5. Ooh, a 2. Which is pretty low for Death Troopers. It's pretty uh, generally liked, I'd say, by the Utini crowd, right? I think I gave it like think- an 8.5. Oh, God. <laughs> I try to... I, I try to give our books reviews based on how I've reviewed other books mm-hmm. and that, that puts things in a perspective for me, but I, I like death troopers. Okay. I liked it more than two out of five, at least three out of five. What's that? Four out of 10. I, I can't do that. Five. Math is harder for the doctor. 60. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's true. So go ahead and check out Ross's review over there. He says, uh, fun concept, sloppy execution, not his favorite. Um, but we also got two reviews from our friend from last week. They call me T 13. Who reviewed Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. Guys, you want to guess what the rating was out of five? Uh, it better be five. Corey, you're so right. It's absolutely a five out of five. Um, T13 says a couple of great things in the review. Finishing off with Lost Stars is a must read for any fan. The winner yes, of the YA contest, by the way. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Heather is our sort of main site community manager, and she held a – a cool little like breakdown, like March Madness kind of thing on our Facebook group, and uh, Lost Stars won it. Yeah, for right, all the YA so canon novels. Yeah, aren't you doing a uh, a reread right now? I was. I was doing a reread. I got about halfway through, and then I paused because I also have a book to read for a Legends Look Back episode. I'll be with, uh, wah, wah, wah. with Jared on in a bit. Um, which is, you know what? If you're hanging into the podcast, you get a little uh, surprise reveal. That book is gonna be. The Clone Wars Wild Space, hmm. featuring our Lord and Savior Bail Organa. So <laughs> I haven't even told Freddie about this yet. Hey, yeah, uh, Freddie. By the way, Eric has already <laughs> read a book for our podcast. <laughs> so that's why I had to Fantastic. stop Lost Stars. I had to read that, um, and then I'll be diving into Force Collector after that. I got that, that this week up. too, man. I don't think we're allowed to like show that book because it's embargoed, but we do have it. We got it. It's coming. Hey, speak so. of the devil. It's Freddie. He's back. Yeah, Freddie will be coming in in just a second. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. All right. We've got Spoiler Freddy. alert. Freddie's coming in. <laughs> uh, last review I want to get to um, is They Call Me T13 again. For the Force Awakens novelization, three out of five. And simply said, I read this because I'm a completionist. And you know Great what? title. We, we get it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so some of the novelizations are like that, especially the new canon ones. Um, yeah. We really liked the solo novelization. We've been really open about that. Uh, I will go as far to say as I did not like the Last Jedi novelization. Like, not I think, only... I think I'm going to be there with you. As, it, yeah. as far as, like, for, for, it takes a lot for me not to like a Star Wars book. So I don't know. Like, it's a 6 out of 10 maybe somewhere around there. I might give it lower than that. I don't know. I also read it like right after the Last Jedi. Well, no, no. When it came out in March, that was like peak Last Jedi hate. Yeah, like peak, peak uh, hate. So not by us, to clarify. Yeah, not by us. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, Love definitely that not movie. by us. But just I think I think a lot of the all the surroundings may be affected by judgment of that book a little bit. So maybe I need to go back and reread it. There was a lot of noise, but that that review by they call me T thirteen is kind of like in football when after a game. You know, your team hasn't done so well. Hopefully this doesn't happen for the Cowboys tonight, Eric. Uh, But it's after the game and things haven't gone well, and you say, well, the punter did great. (laughs) That is what it's like. It's supportive. It's like, you know what? We'll find something good. We'll get better. So thank you uh, to T13. Thank you to Ross for those reviews. Um, 
we do love seeing them. Keep them coming. Uh, we did get also a iTunes review this week that I actually forgot to put in the outline, but I remembered because it made my heart sore so much. So I'm going to read that real quick, and then we're going to take a quick break, uh, get Freddie in on this call, and then talk a little bit about Legends. So we got a review last week from Casual Terrapin, which I enjoyed that name. I like Terrapins, and I like thinking of one just like smoking a cigarette, chilling on a balcony. <laughs> um, That's a great handle. Isn't it? Uh, and they say, 5 out of 5, thank you very much. The best cantina and the outer rim. If I could only listen to one Star Wars podcast, it would be this one. I listen to a few and enjoy them all, but The Living Force has become my favorite. I'm also a new fan of Inside the Force. Great podcast. Shout out to those guys. We love you. The podcast emphasizes discussing Star Wars literature, both canon and legends, while also discussing other Star Wars topics. The hosts have diverse opinions and preferences, but are respectful and fun. I've been looking for a positive, legends-friendly podcast and can now say, Chewie, we're home. Keep it up, mm. guys. You're the best. Man, that was great. We've, I, think, I think the last few reviews we've gotten on iTunes have been the most well-written, well-thought-out, full-of-Star-Wars-reference reviews ever. They're fantastic. It's always great to get that. Thanks for that. Uh, Thanks we for super that, appreciate Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Hey, yeah. and they said uh, Legends, by the way, so we might have to turn oh, them on perfect. to another podcast. Is this the podcast for you? So we're going to take an early break here. When we come back, Freddie C is going to join us. We're going to chat all things Legends. Be back in a moment. Hey there, everyone. Yeah, it's me. It's Eric doing a cameo on my own podcast. It's about time, Freddie told me, so I am here to tell you about the Aftermath Trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Now, I heard a lot about this trilogy before I read it in a not-so-positive way, so I was a little hesitant when I opened up the first book, and immediately I was so happy to be proven wrong. The Aftermath Trilogy takes place right after Return of the Jedi, and it is the canon version of what a lot of Legends books try to do. You follow brand new characters, including Nora Wexley, mother of Temin or Snap Wexley, across their struggles trying to basically figure out what's going on now. You know, the Death Star is gone, but the Empire is still going strong. There's people in the Empire like Ray Sloan, a fan favorite character, that are trying to basically take the Empire back, if you will. These three books are written in present tense. They're very curt. They're very expansive. And a lot of fans didn't quite get on Wendig's writing style. I, on the other hand, absolutely loved it, and it led me to read his new book, Wanderers, which is I'm going to kind of recommend as a non-Star Wars read for anyone. So if you're thinking that maybe Aftermath might not be for you, I highly recommend giving it a shot, including the fantastic audiobook by friend of the show, Mark Thompson. Trust me, you won't regret it, especially when you get to meet people like Sinjir and Jasmari. Now, back to me and the rest of the show. And we are back after quite literally the best cameo we've ever had in this show. Solid gold. We can stop now. I love, Eric, that it. when I've got a cameo, you say, it's fine. And when other people have cameos, you say, they're amazing. I listen to this like four days later. I trust, and I'm like, I trust what? the force. I got to trust what I feel on the inside. I see. And that might have been you this time. Perfect. Well, there's that. Okay. <laughs> So is it that... him? Is it actually you? You <laughs> freaking! I'm I, hey, I'm a loyalist uh, to myself. But that other voice you may have heard, if you're just listening to our audio podcast, welcome back. That is Freddie C, host of Legends Look Back, producer of the Living Force, and wearer of a Galaxy's Edge hat. What's up, man? What's going on, peeps? How's it going? 
Going great. Happy to have you here from from sunny Cali. It's not so sunny anymore, but yeah, it's, uh, all right, that was a well, fun adventure. It's been dark here for three <laughs> hours, so uh, we, we do all right. So we are so psyched tonight to now officially have the whole Legends Look Back crew with us. Legends Look Back, as we said at the top of the episode, is one of our Patreon-exclusive podcasts. They have two episodes out right now, episode zero and episode one. They're both freaking fantastic. I've loved them both. So I want to ask you guys, um, how did the idea for Legends Look Back first come about from your point of view? Like, how did you decide this is what we want to talk about? What's, uh, kind of, how did the show start with you? Well, it's only natural. Uh, there's so many Star Wars Legends books, there's plenty for us to talk about. We've got the, the amazing, you know, just, uh, next level novels like Kenobi and Darth Plagueis, the original Thrawn trilogy, and then there's some really crazy weird Star Wars Legends books too. I mean, there's just uh, such an incredible wealth of material to talk about. Uh, every now and then on the Living Force, you guys would mention something about Legends and say, but we're talking about the canon books here, and so you'd do a two-part roundtable on the next Thrawn book, which we're going to have for years. You know, just more Thrawn books. Uh, but oh, yeah. There were some Thrawn books published in the 90s that are also <laughs> uh, worthy of some discussion. So uh, Corey hit me up um, you know, a couple months ago and said, we want to start a new Patreon-exclusive podcast. and uh, Hit me with your best ideas. And I hit him with a couple of decent ideas and a couple of terrible ideas. And uh, <laughs> That's legend, how we do it, Utini. That's legends how it all Look works. Back is what, uh, what rose to the surface, and it really clicked into place once uh, I got Freddie on board. We've got, got a lot in common, and uh, it was clear from in the first few minutes of talking that we had something here that I think was going to work out. What do you think, Freddie? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing is with Star Wars, we're just going to keep moving forward, right? So canon's going to be uh, coming out book after book. But every once in a while, you're going to want to go back. You want to check out the Legends books, the stuff we, we grew up with for, you know, the 30 years that it was around. And uh, you know what? what? What better place to do it but uh, another podcast on Utini. Yeah, right. uh, and Freddie, I'm actually very interested to hear uh, this story because, like, when I pitched all this to Jared and when he was pitching things back to me, like, I don't think you you actually came up by name specifically. Like, I think I said, hey, here's a list of people on the team that I think would be a good fit. Like, maybe you should hit them up. And then suddenly the first episode was released. You had edited it. You were in it. And I was like, all right, I guess it's Freddie. So how did this <laughs> how did this happen? Like, tell me, how did you end up on this? You know what? I would say it's a little bit of fate. Um, Jared got a hold of me and you got a hold of me and we were going through through some things, right? And I'm already uh, doing a lot of the producing and whatnot for uh, the, uh, the Living Force. So I think it just kind of worked its way in and it just snapped. The, yeah, the true story in all of this is, is not quite romantic. If you guys want to hear uh, how the sausage is made. And that is, Corey gave me a list of team members who he thought had microphones. Yes. <laughs> I started yes, at the top. That's it. That's it. Yeah, team and members that had, I'm like, listen, these are the people that I know have quality microphones, and that's kind of like the number one thing. During episode zero, I thought like, hey, if this doesn't work out with Freddie, I'll just try the next person on the list. But That's it, right. Hey, I kept yeah. Freddie. Episode 0. 0.1, episode 0. 0.2, <laughs> episode 0.3. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, you know, it, it's funny how it just kind of happened and worked out. So, yeah, and, you know, yeah. like Jared said, we, we spoke for, for like two minutes, and I was like, all right, this is going to be great. Well, the reason it works <laughs> yeah. out is Freddie has a really good knowledge of the of the Legends Expanded Universe. You know, he's actually mm-hmm. read enough for us to be able to go back and, 
and mine this wealth of material for the podcast. It wouldn't have worked to had somebody who just read, you know, five or six of the the highlights. We needed somebody who, you know, uh, loved this stuff as much as I did. And uh, he and I have similar stories in how we got into Star Wars. For more on that, you'll have to listen to Legends Look Back episode one, where we kind of give an intro to how we got into Star Wars. But um, you start with a special with special editions, right, Freddie? Yeah, yeah, special editions for sure. And I think what got me really into Legends was just finding them in classrooms. Uh, at the time, it wasn't Legends, but just finding them in classrooms and just picking them up at the at school and just reading them. Look at the draw. It, just like whatever we yeah. find on the shelf. There was no utini.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the crazy thing for me, too, because I remember picking up Young Jedi Knights at school. And now I'm thinking, you know, kids that uh, you know go to school nowadays, are there still the same kind of Star Wars books in their libraries, you know, our, our I, uh, one of my day jobs I have is working in a school. I'm not going to say which one, um, but I've been in their library. And I remember one time I saw Queen Shadow, like featured on a shelf. And I was like, what? Awesome. Yeah. So like, that definitely it, did not happen at my tiny little school in, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, Appalachia. Like they hadn't even heard of Star Wars where I'm from. We need to start a fundraiser for you, Tini, to get all of the Young Jedi Knights books in every single public school library yeah. across the United States. That's the platform. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Nothing but Young Jedi Knights. There it all is. All 14 of them. Yeah, what, what a series. And, and I think that's, that's one of the cool things, too, is that, you know, I, I love talking about the canon on this show. When we started this show um, with me, Corey, and Charles, we all talked about kind of where we were coming from. And I was very blunt. Like, I've read way more canon than I have Legends. But... I feel like everyone's story about getting into Legends is so personal because yeah. the new canon, a lot of us, you know, we, we heard about the Disney acquisition. We checked out a book, but we're all kind of yeah. adults. We're all figuring it out. Whereas Legends, it is I was in school or I was in a library right. or I had a friend that hit it like porn in the woods. Like, I don't know what people <laughs> did. I'm assuming this is a unique story for everyone. I was just telling my wife this afternoon, uh, my five-year-old daughter's trying to learn how to snap. And I was like, I think when I was 12... I spent the whole summer just trying to learn how to whistle and snap. And my wife looked at me and she was like, I believe that. You're a monster. I can't <laughs> believe your, your mother lived with you. And I said, you know, I think that was the same summer she started dropping me off at the library. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got into Legends. <laughs> that's oh, true, man. though, Eric. Like, Legends was like a discovery, I think, for most yeah. people. And I, I, I know that canon is like that for a lot of people. Like, it's mm -hmm. just... It's it's like they just discover Star Wars books are a thing, and then they find Utini, and we guide them through everything because that's what we do, and we're great at it. But like Legends was something different. It's everybody that talks about it was like I was a kid and I stumbled across it, or I knew somebody and they were kind of into reading the comics and they gave me one. Like it is a really cool personal story, which is why we always like to ask our authors like what is their. St We've got some really crazy unique stuff from the authors because they're all older than us. <laughs> yeah, John Jackson Miller talks about his love for the old Marvel comics, which I don't really have much patience for uh but for him like, i can't do everything. a lot of them no, i have some on my on my shelf behind me actually i'm not sure if you can really see them in the shop up there behind my atat -AT, those are there's this is a signed picture of darth vader right there this is a a comic right there it's like it's like issue number four of the uh. original marvel series it's got like I think it's got. I think it's the one with like shirtless Luke on the front of it and he looks like yeah. he-man like buff holding luke. up yeah. a lightsaber long live like, buff luke <laughs> yes, seriously, and it's like the Star Destroyers in them are like triangles. They don't look like Star Destroyers at all. It's so weird. Like, it's not Star Wars. It doesn't look like Star Wars at all. The characters are so crazy. It's bizarre. I'm like, and that was people's first, like, 
like look into Star Wars expanded universe was this crazy comic thing. So yeah, and, and looking in our chat here for a second, another quick shout out. We got some people talking about how they got into Legends. Awesome. Patrick Ortiz uh, says his school library had Star Wars books. But he used to go to the public library every week to get even more. Adam Dyson did not have any in his school. Uh, fun fact, Corey, rural farm boy, lives in northern Appalachia. Really? So there you go. That. He's still looking for those Star Wars books as well. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then um, let's see here. Oh, we got a lot of – okay, now people are saying a lot of their first Star Wars books. Patrick started with Republic Commando. Adam didn't find the EU till he was an adult. So we're glad we can be here for that for you. Absolutely. Uh, he said his first Star Wars book was Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. Interesting. Starting at the literal start. That's right. So That's lots right. of cool ways to get into Legends. So, and oh. I know that I know that we're shilling Legends Library. Uh, Legends, almost Legends Library. That's Coffee with Legend- Kenobi. That's right. Yeah. I know we're shilling uh, Legends Look Back a lot um, on our show and like – like this is not just a Patreon thing, right? We're gonna drop these. I said this in the last show. We're gonna drop some of these episodes into our main feed. So I think it's. I think the first one would be a great one, don't you guys think? I mean, you guys sort of started with a lot of the sort of original legend stuff, like kind of what is legends, how you all got into it, and that sort of thing. So um, if you're listening to this, that's right. If you're listening to this in the audio feed, um, keep an eye out because episode one of Legends Look Back is going to be in the stream, so you can find it and listen to it and and kind of get so, a little bit behind the scenes. Now, if you want every single episode, which is going to be like twice, two to three times a month, I think is kind of the plan right now, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Um, if you want to listen to every single episode, that's a, that's at least a five dollar Patreon tier. So five bucks yep. a month, you get a bunch of extra content, and this is one of those things. But if you don't want to be a Patreon subscriber, which is totally fine, you can occasionally uh, get some of those episodes in the mainstream. So 100%. I feel like Corey just hit me with an early life day present. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, man. Uh, all right, so, oh, real quick shout-out, because uh, one of our favorites, Juliana Mendez, says she read Revenge of the Sith novelization when she was 18, uh, and, man, what a Legends book to start with. We yes. all ride oh pretty hard God. for that oh, one. Man, it's next like... level. There's a Twitter account <laughs> and... you guys should all follow that's just a, a bot that, uh, yep. like, puts Revenge of the Sith novelization quotes, and uh, I sometimes mine those for uh, use in collections. You should. Right. You should. Well, I'll tell really you good. what. That is a pretty well-known Legends book, and we've mentioned a couple other ones like Kenobi and such that are classics. But what we want to do with this part of the show, we want to go around, each of us, and kind of tell you about a Legends book that we love that may not be, you know, one of the top tier or one of the most popular that you can go out and check out for yourself because we love it so much and it still remains awesome. So, Jared and Freddie, as the host of Legends Look Back... I'm going to give you that responsibility first because I know Corey didn't prep anything probably, and I want to go last. <laughs> so, Jared, uh, what is a Legends book that people may not know about that still rings true with you? Well, uh, you know, it's weird that I'm going first because mine's definitely off the beaten path. Uh, mine's not even prose. Uh, the book that Whoa. I'm going to recommend is actually The Dark Empire Omnibus. Uh, okay. So Dark Empire 1, 2, and 3. Um, this is definitely one of the most uh, divisive books from uh, the Legends continuity. In some ways, it doesn't even fit into the Legends universe. Wes is over there laughing. You know, he must uh, he must have some opinions about Dark Empire. <laughs> it's controversial, to say the least. Uh, it's it's written by Tom Veach with art by Cam Kennedy, and it did resurrected Palpatine before it was cool, okay? Okay, is, is this the clone Palpatine one? Is that what this one is? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert for a 28-year-old book. 
Um, that Luke basically <laughs> has to turn to the dark side in order to infiltrate Palpatine's trust, in order to take him down, and uh, in order to uh, fully infiltrate the dark side, he grows a mullet, as one should. <laughs> it's the only way you can enter the true realm of the dark side is by growing a mullet. Especially in 1991. Uh, so it's one of those things that... Um, you know, I, I really came to love this book. I discovered it on the shelf of um, of my library one day that I was just, just hanging out and had been dropped off there, I think, for my mom to get me out of her hair. And I found this, and I was like, what? Palpatine had clones? Of course he did. He's the ultimate puppet master. He would have a contingency plan. Uh, he would have contingency plans for his contingency plans. And uh, there's so many cool things about Dark Empire. Leia wields a lightsaber. In order to awesome. take, in order to take down Luke, who's trying to take down Palpatine, um, it's it's just out of this world. It's got some cool super weapons, the the World Devastators. They're basically huge vacuum cleaners, like massive vacuum vacuum cleaners. <laughs> uh, Freddie's nodding, so he knows what I'm talking so about here. So it's space balls. Yeah, you could actually find that in the the N64 Rogue Squadron game. Oh, you're right. I'd forgotten about that. Totally. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's it's really amazing. It's so <clears throat> weird. So weird, but it's it's like dark and edgy in the best '90s way possible. The third volume in it um, has a different artist, and I, I don't like it as much. But um, you know, the, the basic idea of like resurrected Palpatine, Luke trying to to, to get as close to the Emperor as possible. Uh, one last you know tease for this book before I turn it over to Freddie. Uh, the the final duel between Palpatine and Luke is got mullet Luke. Versus naked Palpatine. Enough said. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh my. Okay, so real quick, we 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 unmuted our our lovely uh, manager here, Wes. You made a you made a face that our audio people can see. Explain your thoughts about this book. All right. So anything where someone dons the mullet holds a special place in my heart. Being from Texas, there are a couple guys. There are a couple guys that I play softball with that have legitimate mullets that they go to work with because they think it's funny. So, I mean, anytime that I mean Luke of all people has a mullet, well, I mean, how do you know that? How do you know that he keeps the mullet the whole time? Does it say that there's like a description? Every well, it's, it's it's comics. You know, it's it's a graphic oh, novel. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. You. And the art is stunning. Absolutely you see stunning. The stunning nature of the mullet, like drinking. Athala Siren's milk straight from the breast on Octo holds nothing to willfully having a mullet. Uh, willfully having a mullet and fighting a naked Palpatine clone. Amazing. Uh, well, the cool thing about it, you know, um, I was so into this book and had found it at the library. Um, when I was in college, I did a study abroad in Zambia. And my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she mailed me this hardcover collection of all three um, Dark Empire 1, 2, and 3. She mailed it all the way across the world for me to have in the middle of my study abroad. That's when I knew. Guys, that's when I knew. Find you a partner who will mail you Star Wars across the world. Specifically Naked Palpatine in Zambia when you need it. That's all you need. <clears throat> uh, and that's, again, one of the things we love about Legends. You can get you can get really weird about it, and that's so freaking fun. Freddy, what's your choice, man? You know what? I think that's the show, guys. <laughs> we're not gonna get better than naked pelps <laughs> uh yeah so as always as i've always done on this show i'm gonna break the rule 
I have two oh, books. Man. Oh, two oh. books. All right. All right. Me, First one's like, real quick. I mean, like when you came in on the on the Living Forest, we're like, "Hey, it's so what's your favorite canon book?" And, and, <laughs> and Freddy's like, "Oh, you know, Darth Plagueis." Just like Darth Bro, Plagueis. There, there was one rule. There was only one rule. That's Remember when I knew he was going to be words? perfect for our Legends podcast. <laughs> all right, what's your first book out of your rule breaking two, man? All right, all right. So this one right here, the Essential Reader's Companion, and this is a Legends book because it it was released, uh, I believe, just before the uh, the Disney acquisition, or maybe around the same time. Uh, but it, it has basically a story uh synopsis some background of every legends book that was released and some comics okay that's pablo yeah. isn't it yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is it's pablo hidalgo that's a yeah. really good one i in fact before utini that was how i did things like i seriously got that book right when it came out and i used it to direct a lot of my legends exploration and a lot of the inspiration from the side in general came from that book like when i was trying to figure out what sorts of information we want to include in our timeline and things like that. Like that's where I pulled it from was the, uh, the reader's guide. The and it's got that Yutini. sweet, that's right. It's got that sweet picture of Yoda on the front too. Like he's like reading a book. It looks sick. And it's full of original art. Yeah. 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 It totally oh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I actually met Pablo Hidalgo just after he published it. And, uh, he said small flex that he would spend every day, listening to audiobooks just constantly on the bus going you know on his way to work at work and he would just keep writing just summaries of each one and looking them up and like finding content it's crazy yeah i mean i've heard that um for people that are studying for star wars trivia like um like laura from force toast was recently on the schmodown if anyone saw that uh they talk about studying is best done by watching the movies like with subtitles and listening to audiobooks that way because you absorb the information so much more that way because hmm. there's little things we miss. Like when 3PO yells out the odds or something, if you're you know watching a bunch, you can get it. But if you have the subtitles on, you will read it and literally remember the fact. That's so interesting. So guides like that I think are so important because there's things that I've probably heard a ton of times, but if yep. I don't read the guide, I'm not seeing it in front of my face. That book is really big too, like in size. Like it's very thick and like Freddie's kind of showing it off here. It's, it's really thick. It's a big book. Um, and like it, there's a lot of really obscure content in it, right, Freddie? I mean, you got like short stories oh, yeah. and stuff. Short stories from the 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 uh, magazine. You got mm-hmm. Dooku hanging out with Boba Fett here in this picture. What? I just saw yeah. that. Actually, I need to update the uh, the Dooku guide with with some of the stuff I found in that just just yesterday. This is this is yeah. why uh, Freddie and I have chemistry. Is we're on the same wavelength here. That's yeah. It. All right. Well, other than breaking the rules with both two books and a reference book. What's the second one? <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> so I, I've mentioned this one plenty of times uh, if you've listened to Eutene in the past, but it would definitely be the book that that brought me into the EU, which is the True Set Bakura. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's it's so wonky because it, it kind of hits, you know, a lot of people think Star Wars is just sci-fi, but it's actually sci-fi and fantasy, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of fantasy involved. For sure. Uh, a lot of mythology, right? Greek, it digs from a lot of mythology. So this book got it wrong because it hit the sci-fi part way too hard. Um, All right. So got, <laughs> yeah. And, and Jared, you can, if you've read it, I'm not sure if you have, but it's, it's weird because they bring in like these reptilian overlords sort of. That yeah, are, I call it I, Star I, Wars sure. with dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, yes. That's it. <laughs> 
That is absolutely it. And then Luke almost falls in love, but not quite. It's just the strangest thing ever. <laughs> so many of the I feel original like that's a lot of Luke's. Go ahead, Eric. So I feel like that's a lot of Luke with like, you know what? He's the star. We we tried to give him a love interest in the movies, but he ended up being his sister. So we're really going to try to make something stick until Mara Jade comes along. There's a lot of weird love interest for Luke in uh, in the Legends timeline. I mean, you got to read some of those old Legends books just to see Luke's love life roller coaster. I mean, it's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of really crappy romance in some of the other stuff. Like, um, It's so great. Getting off topic a little bit, have you guys all read The Courtship of Princess Leia? I have not. It's on my shelf I, right now. I haven't. I haven't oh. either. I bet Jerry oh, yeah. and Freddie have. Both I've read, read it though. multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. So <laughs> Stacy on our team, who we're gonna have to get on here at some point. Stacy, that was her first book, and she feels about it the way that you feel about Teresa Bakuras, and and like she swears up and down that like it's amazing. It needs to be in every single guide. I have to be like Stacy. No, we can't put that in every guide. Like she's like, but it's so good, and it's a weird, weird book about like. Like Han Solo and and Princess Leia, and she has to pretend to be in love with somebody. I think it's weird. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got Force witches riding raincores. That's all you need. Yeah, you know That's what's crazy amazing. is that a lot of this you could actually see in the Clone Wars, right? You had Force witches, which is the uh, the sister, yeah. the Night Sisters, right? They ripped off a courtship of Princess Leia, and you know <laughs> that, Fred. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that that's that's the that's the venomous fire of of the Legends Look Back crew right there. No, it it is cool how you know um, Rebels brought in Thrawn and Clone Wars brought in some elements of the EU, but instead of Korriban, you've got Moraban. Yep. Some of these. Uh, it's even more. Even more yeah, Korriban. Absolutely. <laughs> no. But both excellent choices. I I I haven't read Bakura, and I remember I I read the first X Wing book, and Wedge kept talking about Bakura and like. You know his his experience there, and I'm like, man, that's that's some good placement. But someday again, it's on the shelf. If these canon books ever slow down, which don't get me wrong, I hope they literally never do. Uh, right. I'm gonna keep trying to go back. If nothing else, for yeah. this podcast. That's All right, right, Corey, I'm gonna use my eminent powers. Throw it to you. I have uh, two books here, which I'm God! realizing now that I'm sitting here that they're oh, very no! similar. Right, so it's kind of it's kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. All right, I'm grabbing you know, actually, a sack. I'm making a bigger choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took my I took my headphones off. I was like looking on the bookshelf behind me. I think when you were introducing the rules, so I didn't hear the whole one one book rule. All right, so I got yeah, I got two. You didn't, right? you didn't get the rules when we were saying. Should we go them? through all fourteen, Jared? <laughs> yes, all fourteen of the young Jared. Jedi Knights. Here, control yourself, Eric or Eric. Jesus, oh my God, what is this episode turning into? All right, I have two books here. Um, both are very interesting. Uh, it's tell me if you guys have read these. One of them is Death Star um, on the shelf. That's one the of other the one, like, twenty that I haven't read. Nice. The other one is Millennium Falcon, which Ooh, is very similar. Both of these books are kind of like short story collections. A um, little less so, like than other short story collections in Star Wars. Like, a lot of the short stories that we get are, like, just literally short stories. They're just comprised of multiple chapters. Every chapter is something completely new and different and weird. Um, but, like, they don't really connect or have anything to, to do with each other. These books are both not really like that. Millennium Falcon uh, by James Lucena, who is my personal favorite author, um, wrote Darth Plagueis, uh, a number of other really incredible books, The Catalyst. 
Um, Millennium Falcon is kind of like about the history of the Millennium Falcon. It, it takes place initially. It's one of the last books in the in the uh, so Legends weird. timeline to exist. Like like the the story is told and set in the time period, like way after all the other books, way after the films, like 40 years after everything, like Han Solo and Princess Leia are there with their like granddaughter who is Jason Solo's daughter that he didn't like know about and everything. And that's a huge big plot thing in, in legends and stuff. So this is like, um, it's like really, really far down in the timeline. So it's very interesting that it, it exists in the timeline, almost at the very end of like the known legends timeline. But, like the stories are all way backwards, which is super trippy. So I, I like that though, because when you first said it's about like the history of the Millennium Falcon, and because it's Lucena who's so technical, I thought it would be like snooze fest. Well, the 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 engines of the Millennium Falcon no. ran at a certain temperature, and I'm yeah. like, oh god, 400 pages of that? Yeah, oh great, it's not I like guess. that. <laughs> no, hey, so it's 75 chapters. No, 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 the is. other one, Death Star. Sorry, Death Star is 75, Death Star is 75 chapters. 75 yeah. chapters. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, so it would be like, Well, when the Death Star was first created, <laughs> the metal was made. And then... Yes. Yes. Great. Yes. It's Good. it's very interesting. And sorry the about book... those levels, Matt. Yeah, it's destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> Control yourself into your mic, Eric. Why would I start now, Corey? <laughs> the, um, one of the cool things about Millennium Falcon is that the – Every chapter is a new owner. Like like Han, Solo, and Lando were not the original owners of the Millennium Falcon. There were a lot of other owners of the ship. And that's the way the story is told is all these adventures that every owner of the ship had. And it's super cool. It's a really, really good read. It's not super technical. Um, the whole, The whole, like old Han and Leia and their granddaughter is very confusing. If you don't know much about legends, like just totally. read up on read up. Like uh, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Uh, Alana. I don't know. Alana. Yeah. Look up that, read her a whole article on Wikipedia and you'll have probably all the background. I think you can just jump into it. Like it doesn't really you think matter. So? It doesn't I don't really know, matter. Is, it is Lucino though. But anyway, it's Guys, just, just, I think you can listen to legends. Look back on the Utini Patreon and they'll fill you in. Yeah. Yeah, if we can get that deep in the timeline. Uh, Corey, (laughs) doesn't doesn't, uh, one of the stories talk about the Falcon being, like, used for a circus troupe at one point? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's so bizarre. It's a great book, Yeah, Jared, that's called the original trilogy. (laughs) 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 Boonch. The other book I have here is Death Star, um, which is very similar in that, like, it's a collection of short stories all about, like, all these different people that worked on the Death Star or had some connection to it, either Rebel or Empire. Um, And I think that, like, a lot of them, a lot of them kind of die in the book because the Death Star was destroyed and, like, you get their sort of last wishes. It's, I didn't say who dies. It's it's 75 (laughs) chapters, a lot of flipping characters, okay? But it's a great, it's a great book, too. And who wrote that one? Uh, this one is Michael Reeves and Steve Perry. It's one of the few books that have two authors in Legends, which is very interesting. Okay, yeah, well, they, I'm they gonna did actually... a few as a duo. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. I was going to say, I kind of want to use that as a weird segue because my book also has two authors, even though you may not oh. know it at first. So my Legends book that I chose is one of the newer Legends books. I just read it this year, but it is Honor Among Thieves so by... Good. James S.A. Corey. And James S.A. Corey is a pen name for two different authors. They write the Expanse books, um, if you're a fan of those. And they wrote this Legends book. Now, this book is, yeah, as Jared said, <laughs> when I mentioned the title, 
It's so good. It's so it's fun. It's a fun heist book. And my hot take is that this is kind of what I wanted Scoundrels to be a little more like. Ooh. Um, interesting. And here's why. I I think that James S. A. Corey, this writing duo, writes episode four Han the best I've ever seen. I think it, he is cocky still. He's learned a little bit, but he's not quite all the way redeemed. So he still has a ways to go in Empire and Jedi, and that's key because it it is about you know Han, um, Chewie running a heist. They're they given a they're given a mission by Leia at the start of the book, and they're about to go get their money. Uh, they're gonna go pay Jabba. Everything's gonna be great. There's gonna be no carbonite. And Leia's like, "Hey, hold up! Can you do this one thing for us?" And Han's like, "Yeah." So they gotta go get Scarlet Hark, who is this spy, brand new character for this book. She's incredible. I want 18 more books with her. Best Star Wars um, name ever. Yeah, right. Scarlet Hark. She's a great spy. She's got great <laughs> dialogue. There's a little bit of like, um. Not quite a full love triangle with Han, Leia, and Scarlet, but, like, it's implied enough that they have a lot of fun with it without making her, like, just a prop. Um, you get to see Han bump up against the Rebellion bureaucracy a little bit. You get to see Leia actually running the Rebellion a little more between Episodes 4 and 5. And it really feels like a bridge between Legends and canon. Because it feels like something that actually could happen. It's a little more character-driven than some of the older Legends stuff. Um, because if you listen to this podcast a lot, you know I love that about the new canon. I love that it's more character-driven than plot-driven. And I think this book gets a little bit more in that direction. And it's really paced super well. It's a super fast read. It's not quite as dense as some of the other awesome Legends books, which is a great, which is a great feature of them, right? I love Just that they're dense. a ton dense. of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, Honor Among Thieves, it's meat and potatoes Star Wars, I would say. So That was just a blast. Uh, it's, yeah. I think it was also one of the last four or five Legends books. Absolutely, it was. It was meant yep. to be uh, – it's a duology in the Empire and Rebellion books, quote-unquote, with Razor's Edge, which is the Leia book, uh, which I have but, again, haven't read. I know they're somewhat connected, but it was one of the final books. Oh, Heir to the Jedi was supposed to be the third in that trilogy. They really dodged a bullet and distancing yeah. themselves from that one. I've heard that book. Uh, apologies if you like Heir to the Jedi. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that book. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, I find that I'm drawn a lot to good Han books. I love Han as a character when he's done well. Uh, when he's not done well, I mean, it, it's it's rough. But yeah, I freaking love that book. Great choice, Eric. That might be in my top 10. Could could be top 20, but it's just fantastic. I might have yeah. to go back and reread top that Top 50. There we go, top 50. I'll take it out of the 200, 300 books we got total. But I do got to say, like, the idea that books like that, that, that bumped up right against the Legends canon line, is kind of unfortunate, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people got concerned with, you know, does this count, does this not count, and a few yeah. stories got lost in the mire. And I think that's one of the things we try to do at Utini is say, you know what, you get to see the banner at the top of the book, but it doesn't matter. Enjoy the story, you know? Right. Enjoy the Star Wars that uh, speaks to you. And, um, you know, even within Legends, and this is one of the things about Legends, like, very little actually fits into a solid continuity within Legends. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at my shelves here. I've got the glove of Darth Vader over here. That just, that doesn't fit, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've yeah, got... people, I think, I think people sort of remember that, remember Legends differently than they actually are, as they do with a lot of things. It probably has some sort of psychological name, like a phenomenon that people look back on something more fondly than it actually was. Like the legends continuity was really trash. Like it was, messy. <laughs> it was, it, 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 was it was, it was especially towards the beginning. Good. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So like all that stuff existed in the same timeline, and like it's not con- continuous at all, and it's crazy and different mm-hmm. and wild, and like it wasn't until much later when they started to give things like a lot of uh, a lot of serious like thought about putting mm-hmm. it together and stuff. Yeah. So basically, at the end of this, wrapping up this show, we want to give a giant shout out to both Jared and Freddie on Legends Look Back, but also Legends as a whole, because if you want stories that are meticulously connected and that are going forward, always going to be entwined, then canon's the way to go, absolutely. If you want some stories that are also just some great tales about your favorite characters or characters you don't even know yet or can get really weird with mullets and naked people, like, Legends <laughs> is the way to go. And they're That's always right. going to be there. You know, they're, and it's not, it not all weird either. We should clarify. No, not a no, lot no, of it's no. weird. A lot of it is epic. totally normal, epic Star Wars. Like yeah. stuff like the X Wing series, mm-hmm. um, the, the Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy, trilogy, Kenobi, Plagueis. Yeah, like, all that stuff. Like the Legacy series, which I'm always harping on, is super good. The Fate of the, the Jedi series, which takes place after the Legacy series. All that stuff is just like hardcore, straight, normal Star Wars with our main characters, and it's really, really, really good content. Well, like, what Legends does well is it, it builds these long storylines. You've got nine book series, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. New Jedi Orders, like 18 books. 19. Nine, you're right, a huge series. If you want to sink your teeth into Star Wars, um, Legends is a great place for you. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about Legends stuff, again, this Patreon show, we're going to put it up on the timeline every once in a while, but Legends Look Back... Guys, what are the? I know you got a couple episodes lined up. What can people look forward to, or what can bring them into Legends Look Back coming up? What books are on the table? Go ahead, Freddie. Okay, yeah. So uh, we've got uh, Kenobi coming up. Yeah, we which should Charles. be real interesting. Be- yeah, we we should. It should be interesting because it's I, it's real close to the actual episodes that are going to be released. So we'll sh- it's going to be interesting to see the difference between the two, right? The the one that we've read, the one that we've had for so long, and this new show that's coming out. So that should be definitely interesting. Just uh, wish went back and reread Kenobi in preparation for the podcast, and uh, I mean that's a book that's just great to read and reread time and time again. Um, it's like this classic Western in Star Wars. It's got all the hallmarks of Tatooine, uh, Dubaks and Jawas and Sand People. Uh, ben Kenobi, who's like he's through with this uh, with this stuff. You know, he just he wants to be done, and he's jaded, and he's he's seen some stuff. It's a Western, 100%. Awesome. And then, again, like we said earlier in the show, I'll be jumping on after that Kenobi episode with Clone Wars Wild Space talking some Bail Organa love. So, very excited. Real quick before we get out of here, Juliana Mendez in our chat just said, hey, you guys should do a top 10 Legends books each. We don't have time for that, but (laughs) I do want to put us on the spot a little bit and do top three. Okay. So oh I'm going to vamp here for a quick second. Corey's going to go last because he's bad at this. So <laughs> I think we should go around and say, off the cuff, we're not going to hold you to it, your top three legend books. And I'm going to say these don't have to be necessarily the ones you want to reread the most, but the top three that maybe had the biggest impact on you, that you really kind of hold near and dear to your heart. And now just because I, I like orders – Jared, you know I'm coming to you first. Well, it it just so happens that I keep the spreadsheet about my favorite yes, Legends books. Yes, you do! <laughs> uh, I actually have backup Incredible. spreadsheets. This is the days before the Utini bookshelf. Um, so, Wonderful. you know, it, it, in lieu of not taking some of the, like, more, um, you know, just just um, classic Legends books that are everybody's favorites. I mean, there's some that are, that are just uh, top-notch and standouts. Very personally, for me, I love... 
the uh, Jedi Apprentice series. Um, in particular, I owned the first two as kids, The Rising Force and The Dark Apprentice, about Qui-Gon's apprentice before Obi-Wan. Xanatos, which, what a great name. Come on, guys. It's great. Sounds like Xanatos. a Final Fantasy boss. Uh, so I love I love the Jedi Apprentice books. I wrote uh, my first piece for Utini was about Jedi Apprentice uh, in view of Master and Apprentice, trying to take the two mm-hmm. and compare and contrast. You can read that on the site. Uh, I also really love um, the the we've talked about the Young Jedi Knights. I'm not sure if those are going to count in my top three. Uh, so so I'm going I'm to say Jedi Apprentice. I love Darth Maul Shadowhunter. Um, it's Back got on this, my shelf. I'm very excited. There's this great parallel arc in that um, with with Darth Maul and then this um, female Jedi Padawan, Darsha Asant. And I love the way their stories go back and forth. Um, that one's great. And uh, in the New Jedi Order, there's a great one that's kind of a callback to the uh, the Anakin Solo Young Reader books. And it's it's Edge of Victory One Conquest. Um, it's a great personal story about Anakin Solo. Perfect. Excellent list. Freddie, what do you got? Top three. Okay, top three. I would say, uh, you know, this this falls a lot with the order that I read uh, the first two. The last one is just a recent edition. Mm-hmm. But the first two are Rogue Squadron. That one is, it just holds real dear to my heart because I just loved the ships, right? That's what I collected. So oh, when yeah. I saw the book, I was like, oh, that's it. That's my book. And I read it, and it was hard to follow. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. especially favorite dog book, fights. right, with Corrin Horn? Corrin Horn. Corrin Cor- Horn. Uh, Corey's number one favorite character, of course. <laughs> We're not going there, all right? We're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just overall, it, it hit a, a hit a spot that I was really looking for. Uh, Perfect. Let's see. Number two. Um, I'm not going to say Trusa Bakura because I always say that. So number two would be, this one was around the time I was playing uh, Star Wars Galaxies, uh, Death Troopers. It's yeah. it's really interesting, right? Like, if you've read Death Troopers, it's the only Star Wars book that really has, like, a sense of horror and fear and, like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I would say it's around the same time where zombies really started hitting the the shelves, right? They were They were everywhere at one point. It was a fad. Oh yeah. Uh, so I really yeah. That that's that would be number number 2. Um especially you know the tie-in with with Star Wars Galaxies. That was real fun. And then uh the the last one which we're going to be reviewing and I'm not going to say too much about it but is Kenobi. And what it what I really liked about Kenobi was you could see the struggle, right? And I mm-hmm. uh, and I'll leave this for for our episode coming out, but for those who who haven't read it, it's a western absolute western and it just evokes everything that western books and movies bring out right there's a yep. hero there's a there's a damsel in distress it's it's fantastic all right well i was gonna put kenobi in mine as well but i will i will i will shift that uh and listen to your episode very eagerly i'm gonna say uh for my first one i'm gonna say han solo the paradise snare by ac crispin was uh it's young han at its best very inspirational for solo you can tell when you read it got some excellent characters she writes han possibly the best out of anyone i've ever read and really got me sunk into that universe so giant shout out for that whole crispin trilogy but the paradise snare is excellent Uh i just got a message from charles uh charles says that uh, ac crispin is not good and those books (gasps) are trash 
Oh my gosh, Charles! That's not like you at all, and he's not here to defend himself, so it must be true. Not even here to defend himself. <laughs> Definitely happened. Gotta show up on this show, Charles. Alright, my number two, I'm gonna say The Revenge of the Sith novelization. I think that ultimately that is one of the best books in the history of Star Wars, period. And that's all that needs to be said. We've, we've already mentioned it on no this doubt. show a bunch. It's just, it's perfect. Uh, makes that movie more than I ever thought it could be. And then third, I'm going to wrap it up with... What was I thinking? Oh, uh, Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. The first Bane book. Um, maybe, I mean, honestly, any of those three. I'm just saying the first ones because I want you all to start at the beginning of those trilogies if you haven't. But the Bane trilogy is kind of the most epic level dark side you're gonna get so i got you some smuggler i got you some film and i got you some dark side those are my top three i stayed up all night reading that oh oh god how were your dreams yeah. i was i was <laughs> awake i didn't, didn't sleep. <laughs> fair enough all right Corey, bring us home eric my my like favorite like if i were to do a real top 10 list would probably look very similar to yours as far as like favorite stuff but like mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you like a super the super personal answer like this is these are like my the books that hold such a special place in my heart, which is what I really think that Juliana is really going for when she asks us this. And I yeah. have I have three interesting ones. The first is I don't know if you mentioned these um, uh, already, Jared, but the last of the Jedi series you touched on it briefly in that first episode of uh, um, Legends Look Back. Totally. Um, and the last of the Jedi series is a Scholastic series. It's very small. Um, they're kids' books. Um, they are really simple reads, but there's the first one is called The Desperate Mission. It's got Obi-Wan on the cover, like holding a lightsaber. And I remember reading that book. And I, honestly, I've said a thousand times that um, uh, Invincible by Troy Denning is the first Legends book that I or is first Star Wars book I ever read. And it, it, it is because that was when I was understanding what Star Wars books were and I discovered what Legends was and all that sort of thing. Um, but The Last of the Jedi Desperate Mission was probably actually the end time first book I ever read. Um, just because it was, I was like a kid and I didn't really, um, know that Star Wars books were a thing and I just accidentally discovered it. Um, and it's super good. It's got like Obi-Wan trying to survive order 66. He has a run in with like teenage Boba Fett and he doesn't know who he is and how he's so flipping powerful, but he's like a kid and he's got his armor on and he's kicking butt. Um, holds a really special place in my heart. It's really, really good, even though it's a kid's book. It's really great. By Jude Watson. That one almost made my list, Corey. I almost talked about it on the show. Yeah, uh, Yeah. that series is great. Uh, Especially if you go back and read them now, there's tons of tie-ins to Rebels. I almost wonder if if Filoni had read those um, and and referenced them. Almost every book, there's something I'm like, this is Rebels. This is Rebels. (laughs) It's got this little resistance movement. Yeah, it does really have that vibe going for it a lot in it. It's very interesting. The next thing I'll mention is the Legacy series. You guys have heard me talk about this a lot. The first one is Betrayal. Um, you just put up the Aaron Austin uh, collection, There we go. You? Shameless plug. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you did. Aaron Austin, she's our first, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, she might be our first sort of old school, lesser known author that's got a collection up besides like the big, you know, big five or whatever. Um, Except for the fact that Aaron Austin's a man, rest in peace. Oh, that's right. That's but right, Christy sorry. Golden was also published the of. same day, and she's definitely a woman. <laughs> that's right. And that's alive. Right, that's right. Yes, yeah, Aaron Austin unfortunately passed away. I think he, do you remember what, what the story is behind that? Uh, no, I just knew he had some health issues. 
Yeah, I think he had I think he had like a stroke or something like that. He was fairly young. He, I think he was in like his 50s or 60s and he passed away and it hit legends community really really hard back when it happened. I was just a kid. I wasn't really I didn't really know him like the way that the legends community knew him. Um but the legacy series is super super good. It's and it's what introduced me into Star Wars. It's what made me realize Star Wars was huge. The galaxy was huge is because it's so complex politically. Um, the force is very complicated. The Jedi are very complicated. Uh, the sort of like state of the galaxy is very complicated. You have like the Imperial remnant who's trying to be a, a legitimate, like political organization. Um, you have like the new Republic, which is trying to rebuild and it's fascinating and touches on that original trilogy stuff. That's super, super good, but it's also like so overwhelming because there's so much stuff happening and, like that's how I got into Star Wars. I just dived in head first to like some of the most complex stuff, like period. And it was uh it was really good. Um and then lastly, sort of a weird plug, um, a short one is the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it holds a special place in my heart too. It's it's a really, really weird trilogy about Boba Fett and some kind of drama that happens amongst the uh Bounty Hunter Guild, which is apparently like what regulates bounty hunters in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in Legends, and uh it was uh it's super weird. I but think also good. every Star Wars fan should go back and reread those right now because the Mandalorian looks like it's tapping into some of that lore. We got eleven having, days. Having no, like a eight days eleven days to read the whole trilogy. Eight days, oh my god. Yeah, uh, there's there's it's this coming. like uh, bounty hunter guild chief who's like in charge of regulating it all, and they double cross each other. Uh, looks like Mandalorians tapping into some of that. So so great choice. Yeah, I mean, f- just from those trailers, it seems like there might be a a guild of some sort, oh, someone who so, controls yeah. who gets what. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to kind of relate those books and the and the show, just like Kenobi, right? It's gonna be interesting. Hundred percent. Awesome. Well, Juliana, thank you for that question. That was awesome. Uh, we're running a little long here, but I'm feeling pretty good about it because I think this was a really fun episode. And as we wind down here, I want to take one last look at our chat. Say thank you to everyone that's been following along. We got some, uh, got some books that were thrown out here. Adam Dyson wants to throw out Revan, Path of the Destruction, and Dawn of the Jedi. I agree with you on Revan. I know a lot of people don't. I had a I blast. Just reread Revan. Revan like two weeks ago. Yeah, I really that's enjoyed that book quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, but whatever your whatever your whatever your choice is, everybody, um, whatever your legends picks are, whatever your canon picks are, love them, defend them with everything you have. Oh, we do have a remote entry from Doctor Charles <laughs> Hankel, who wants to throw in the Han Solo trilogy, the Bane trilogy, and the X Wing series. Again, he wasn't here, so he's breaking rules by doing all series, just as a lot of us did. Um, but right on brand. Those are him. If you want to hear him talk more about Kenobi, which he left off his list, which means he must hate it, uh, then you got to hear him on Legends Look Back coming up soon this month. Yes, you do. All right. But on that note, guys, I think we did it. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for tuning in for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe both live on video and in audio. Please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us and head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles and every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. Speaking of which, 
Keep your eyes peeled for Resistance Reborn coming out tomorrow, November 5th. Get your pre-orders in and Force Collector releasing for us in the U.S. on November 19th. As well as a host of comics and reference books you can find over at utini.com, our release schedule. If you're looking to buy some of those books and want to help support the show, look up that book on Utini, click the Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash Utini, or on TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs are now live. Send us pictures of those on Twitter if you have them. For just $2 a month, you can join our Jedi Initiate level, where you can gain early access to the episodes of this show. And for $5 a month, you'll become a Guardian of the Wills, where you'll receive extra shows every single month, including Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt. If you are an Inquisitor tier or up, head on over to Patreon right now to join us at Aftermath. Our after show hangout will be there in just a second. A special, special thank you goes out to Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council for his amazing support. If you want your thoughts on the show, email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find us individually on Twitter. We are all, I am at Eric, not, uh, at Eric Eilerson. Woo, Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Jared is at Jared Hayes. Freddie is at Wake Up Freddy. And Charles, when he decides to show up, is at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our host and producer, and Wes, our community manager who killed it in this chat the entire show. Thank you to Corey, Jared, Freddie, and Wes for podcasting with me. We'll see you in Aftermath. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>